Thank you for tuning into the City Church California podcast. We exist for anyone to believe in God, to become who God created them to be, and to build the church and our city. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the latest message from our Sunday gathering. And today we're going to continue our series on the purpose of 21 days of prayer and fasting. And today I want to speak about becoming like God. Another word I'd like you to simply just write or chat is character. And I really have two thoughts I want to get across today. I want to get across covenant and character. I'd like to get across in our minds Christ and the cross. Or I want you to think about this. We're going to take you all the way back to the beginning. If you're following with us as a community, City Church California, we're reading through the Bible and we're following the Bible project. uh, And they had a video about two trees in the garden. And so you could think about Christ and cross. You could think about covenant in character, or we could begin to think about two trees. I want you to begin to, and just hold your Bibles open. We are in 2022. And believe it or not, numbers are very, very significant and important. And I would say this revelatory in the scriptures. And so let me just give you a little bit about numbers in the Bible. One always represents God. We believe in one God. Two is always the number of covenant because it takes two people to be in covenant. A covenant is an agreement, a binding agreement, an unbreakable agreement. So it's stronger than a contract between two parties. So that's why two is the number of covenant. And covenant exists with word and a sign and usually a sacrifice or blood. And we'll get back to that. Now, I want you to begin to think about this. In the year that we're living in. And how many of you know, I don't know how you feel about 2020 or 2021. You know what? Feel it. Think about it. uh, Readjust, but you can't go back into it. Not like we want to anyway. We are in 2022 and I want to embrace the year that I'm in. Now I want you to think about this. In 2022, even if you're not good at math, I believe you will get this question. I want you to think of the four numbers in the year that we're in. Two, zero, two, two. Did you get that? What is the number that is repeated in this year more than any? Two, zero, two, two. I believe this is going to be a year of covenant and a year of character in Jesus' name. And it's what our world needs is covenant and character. Can you say amen? And I want you to know this, and I am seeking this this year, and I wrote it in my journal. I will seek God's covenant to understand it, to live in his character, or I want to 
see Christ. That's why I'm going to the encounter retreat and I want to experience his cross. Now, please know this. The purpose of the 21 days of prayer and fasting is that we would not be confused about covenant and that would produce a character within us. Now, towards the end of this sermon, this message, I'm going to give you a covenantal quiz to see if your mind and your thinking is clear about the covenant or it's confused about the covenant. And all I know when I am unclear or confused about God's covenant for me and with me, usually my character is uh, in disarray and it's dysfunctional or it's broken. But today our character is going to be healed. Can you say amen? Now let's get this. We're going to read two verses. God has a purpose. And remember, God's purpose comes from who he is. God's purpose uh, comes from who he is. Another way to say that God does what he does because he is who he is. Let's read. This is Isaiah chapter 14, and we're going to read verses 26 and 27. This is the purpose that is purpose against the whole earth, and this is the hand that is stretched out over all the nations for the Lord of hosts has purposed. Did you get that? He's not going to purpose. He's already purposed. And I love this. It says, and who will annul it? No one. His hand is stretched out and who will turn it back? No one. So can I say God's purpose for 2022 is the same as his purpose for 2021? In fact, his purpose was the same in 1988. Who was not born in 1988? You were born after 1988? Okay. All of you I hate because I'm old. And, and so now, you know, what's weird about this year 2022 in 2022 I'm going to be 62 so I'm looking for a lot of covenant in character in this 62nd year go to Romans 828 Romans 828 a very famous scripture and many people know this scripture and here we go we're talking about God's uh purpose for prayer and fasting he has a purpose and here it goes and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and the called according to his purpose. Now, not everything works together for good. It only works together for good for those who love God. That means they're responding to God. They're in a relationship with God and the call, not a calling. Uh, some people have a calling to teach. Some people have a calling to lead. Others have a calling to speak. It's not a calling. It's the called. It's the church, the called out one. So it says, and we know that all things work together for the good, for those who love God and the called according to to his purpose. Now, let me just say this. Purpose is defined in this way. It's a reason that something exists, created, or why the, the creator created it. An iPhone has a purpose. Oh, to the Lord. Remember when a landline had only one purpose? Then they expanded the purpose. You could send a fax through uh, the phone line. Then we had the 
Nokia flip phone. Some young people don't even know about that. Pretty much it was texting and calling. I remember when I had a Blackberry, we called it the Crackberry, and, and we, we would text people, and my thumbs, man, were good. Then they said, no, you need to get an iPhone. I said, I will not have anything that doesn't have a button. Lo and behold, there's not one button on the face of this iPhone. It took me three months trying to get this new iPhone. It's, I want the button. Can I say, babe, I would love to say it's only for talking and texting, but we could do a lot of our life on this iPhone. Oh, by the way, let me tell you what we can't do on this iPhone. Uh, love our family, love our God in one sense. I want to know God's purpose for me. Can you say amen? And, and so I want you to know this. These, this is a fourfold purpose of God for all people, all time. And write this down. Number one, relationship. And so when we come to church on a Sunday or online, and really Monday through Friday, whether it's a weekend or not, my purpose in life, before being successful, before discovering my call, I want to be in a relationship with God. That's why we do the encounter. That's why we're in groups. That's why we serve. That's why we even bring our Bibles. I would like to be in a relationship with God. And can I say I didn't initiate that relationship. God initiated it. That was the last thing, the furthest thing from my mind. Can you believe it? I was in eighth grade, suspended three times from the holy order of violence in terror at Central Catholic Junior High Middle School. And it's suspended three times, folks. I thought God was eternally mad at me. But then someone told me the good news of Jesus Christ, even if you're a bad, pathetic Catholic, Jesus still loves you and he wants a relationship with you you and you can enter that relationship not because you lit so many candles you could start a barn fire but that Jesus Christ died for one purpose and one purpose only not only for me to be forgiven but I can have an ongoing authentic lasting relationship with God amen and we believe that. And so that's relationship. The next one is character. And I would say the top need in our world today, and I want to say not just in our homes, our churches, I believe in politics. If you want to figure out what's going on, why do we always think four or every four or eight years, if we change who's in the White House, all of a sudden like Disney magic, Washington's going to change. Can I say, I think we need people in leadership, whether it's education, politics, the home, business, that number one, understand a covenant that is unbreakable and that we love the whole group called the United States of America more than we hate a certain person or certain thoughts and that we all need a good dose of character. Can you say amen? And then another one is lead with and for God and bear fruit with and for God. So it's relationship, character, leadership, and fruitfulness. Or another way to say that is to know God, to become like God, uh, to lead with God, and to bear fruit with God. Now, I want you to write this down, and we're going to go to a scripture. So this is easy to find, I promise you, even if you're new to the cul-de-sac of scripture. Go to Genesis chapter 1. You guys, isn't that easy? No, this is a new Bible. If you're watching online, I just had to lick my fingers, which is really gross. 
to find Genesis 1. And so I want you to go to verse 26. And I want you to know this, we can only know and follow God's purpose as we know him and enter into a relationship with him. We can't, please write this down, think about this, maybe chat this if you're online. We cannot become, lead, or bear fruit unless we know God. Did you get that? You can never have the character you desire. You can never lead the way you desire to lead. Let me say it this way. We will never bear fruit unless we're in a relationship with God. I would say today, in my life included, I believe deficiency in character is because of covenantal confusion. And we're going to get to that in a moment. I'm going to give myself and all of us here in the auditorium and online a test on whether covenant is clear in our mind or we confuse about it and usually when I'm confused about covenant I'm confused about God and I become dysfunctional in my character let's begin to read now verses 26 and 28 and this is the reason why God made us and please understand I want to answer the question this morning what is character and I'm going to answer that by the help of God. What is character? And is it really important to our purpose, success, and fulfillment? What is it? And is it really that important to your success, your fulfillment, and your satisfaction? Okay, here we go. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Ladies, how many of you ever known a creep? You have authority over that guy. Amen. And there is the scripture. Oh, that's so dumb. Can you tell I was a youth pastor too long and read this one too many times? And all the eighth grade girls used to love it. Yes, you creep. And they would scream when we would say that. Not as much scream as you get older. Amen. Here it goes. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image, I want you to keep getting that word. That word is three times in verse 26 and 22. So certainly it says he created man in his own image and in the image of God, he created him male and female and he created them. So you get that? He said, let us make man in our image. Then it says God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female in verse 28 which we'll get to next week he said be fruitful and multiply be fruitful and multiply I want to begin to tell you when you begin to think about the word character uh, the first word that should pop up in our mind when we begin to think about the word character is that word image it is the word image that's what we should begin to think about now when we uh, click, if you go to Hebrews chapter 1, and you could go there if you would like, and we're going to read verse 3. If you look in the Greek in Hebrews chapter 1, in verse 3, you're going to see the word image there is where we get our English word 
character. So here it goes. This is Hebrews chapter 1. It says, who being in the brightness of his glory. Now get the words that follow and the expressed image of his character. Did you see that? Underline that. So when you and I begin to think of image, I I mean character, I want you to think of that word image. It says, God said, let us make man in our image. Verse 27. So God made man in his own image and in the image of God, he created male and female. Then in Hebrews 1, 3, it says this, that Jesus Christ, is the expressed image, means the exact image of God. Now, in English, that's where we get the English word from this Greek word in Hebrews 1.3, character. And it literally means, image means character, character means image. And the picture in the Greek is that you take a graving tool, think of a stone of marble. I'm thinking of Michelangelo, if you've ever been to Italy. I took Becky when she was near the age of 25, not really, It was another birthday, but she stopped aging at the age of 25. And we went on a Mediterranean cruise. She had never been to Europe. She was so, so happy. She should be pleased with me for the rest of her life for that one vacation. And it's the only one that I planned. And she was very, very happy. I should plan more vacations for her. And when we got to Rome and when we got to Florence, we began to look at different statues. And because I studied humanities and art and literature, one of the things I love to study at university, I showed her uh, Michelangelo's David, and I don't know why, she took more pictures on her iPhone of Michelangelo's David. In fact, her iPhone went dead. She used my phone and thought, my gosh, people are going, why did he take so many pictures of Michelangelo's David? Very different from, I think it was Donatello's David, which was emaciated. Now, get this. Michelangelo, if you've ever seen this sculptor, he took a block of uh, marble and he began to chisel out. Where we get, 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 that is funny. Where did that come from? Where we get? Where we... I don't know what accent that is. It's definitely not British, not Australian. You know, where we get our English word character is to literally take a, that makes me laugh, whoever's laughing. to get a a graving tool and we begin to shape something out of nothing. And so one of the images, when it says that we're created in the image of God, God literally came like a, a craftsman greater than Michelangelo and he began to carve out not just who we would be physically, and the human body truly is a masterpiece, but our mind, our intelligence, and who we would be on the inside. Now, another Greek symbol or image of that word character, Jesus' exact image, is where a king or royalty, if they had a ring, and they were sending a document that was very, very important, they would have wax that would take the image or the signet or the seal on that ring, and they would press it into that wax, and all of a sudden, that character would be shaped. Now, hear me. 
this is a parenting um, piece of wisdom has nothing to do with this message in one sense. I'm going to get off the interstate and get right back on, all right? One of the greatest things you can do for your children from the time they're zero to five is spend time with them. Why? Because you are shaping who they will be probably for the rest of their lives. Are you with me on that? Then they say when they reach 13 to 18. So those two periods of time are very important. Now, remember when they came to Jesus and they said this. And again, we're talking about the Greek word for character, which in Greek is spelt with a K, very similar to our English word. It means image. Remember they came to Jesus and they said, Lord, should we get it? Get it. Listen, should we pay Caesar, should we give honor to Caesar? Should we give Caesar money? He said, give me a denarii or a coin. So someone reached into their pocket or their pouch or their robe and they gave Jesus a coin. And he asked them this question, get it, get it. Whose image and inscription is on the coin? They looked at the coin and they said this, Caesar's. He said, then give to Caesars what is Caesars, but you give to God what is God. Why is your character and my character and our character, whether you are in fourth grade or you're 40 years old, is because who we are on the inside should be the same person that we are on the outside and, and can I say, this is very important because whatever image is on the inside of you, that's, wait, wait, let me rephrase it. Why am I being so condescending as if I have a perfect image? Listen, just deal with me. Whatever image is on the inside of me is where I'm going to get my time, my money, my energy, and my resources. So if the image is broken because I don't understand God's covenant, then I'm going to give my my time, my energy, and my resources for things that are not going to fulfill my purpose. However, if somehow by being born again, you get a new covenant where God comes and he takes a, a chiseling hammer and he begins to inscribe on your heart and my heart his word, then all of a sudden we have a new image on the inside of us and our life is going to change. Can you say amen? And, and I want you to know that I am really, I, I, I believe this with all my heart. You may want to write this down. You could chat this. I believe deficiency in character. Let's just stop and say that again. Deficiency in character. You go, what is that? Deficiency in character is when who I am on the inside is different than who I am on the outside. All right, let's do it another way. I need to help you think this through. Your reputation is who people think you are. Are you with me? Your character is who you really are. It's who 
You are when you wake up in the morning, you go to sleep at night, when no one is around. Why is there a breach or a deficiency between who we are and how we behave? I believe it's because we're covenantally confused or God's covenant is unclear. Now, in about 60 seconds, I'm going to give us a covenantal quiz, all right, to see where you're at with uh, God's covenant. Now watch, follow me, follow me with this. Years ago, we were youth pastors and we would raise quite a bit of money. Well, let me rephrase it. Becky raised so much. It was Becky. She would raise money. Any young person who was in our youth ministry, if they wanted to go to camp, but they did not have the money to go, she would go and find them a scholarship. This woman, she should be in Mary Kay. I would be driving a pink Tesla right now. (laughs) Go to work, Becky. I kid you not, she had a woman who had twins, and she was a single parent. It was a boy and a girl twin. I can't forget it because I'm a twin. I have a twin sister, boy and a girl. Do not ask me after this service if we're identical or I'm going to slap you. No, I'm a guy. She's a girl. Okay, move on. I'm not the most aware driver. Love you too. People say, why don't you have a city church sticker on? Uh-uh, I ain't going to get judged. <laughs> why don't you have a fish symbol on? You see, there goes another one of them. I, I forget the purpose of a blinker. Remember the purpose of 21 days? I could be in the far left lane. And if my mind's wandering, and it does, it's like, oh, I need an exit here in Ventura at Seward by in and out. I have done this before, coming home from church, thinking, 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 thinking. How many of you think too much? That leads to covenantal confusion, trust me on that. Thinking so much is like, oh my goodness, what am I doing at California Street exit? I have missed my exit. There are other times I wake up right before I'm the exit seaward and no blinker, I just go from left to right. Well, I did this in Seattle and it was my exit where we lived and I totally cut off about three cars by the grace of God and about a myriad of angels. I was not in an accident. And I seen this violent driver coming up behind me coming like an inch from my bumper, honking and putting on the lights and it's not even dark. And it's a female driver. And I thought, I'm not gonna tell you what I thought. (laughs) My inside and outside was gonna have a collision and I thought, "Uh uh-uh. I threw on the brakes and say, we'll see, it'll be your fault and it's going to be your insurance. Oh my God, am I Pastor Jude or what? (laughs) Deficiency in character. So finally, she got irritated with me to the nth degree. She pulls to the next lane and speeds. 
Never forget she had a white car, four doors. I want to say it was a Camry. I hate Camrys. Kid you not, I kid you not. She looked and she, I, was she driving with her knee? This is way before auto drive was an option. She puts both hands in the air. And I'm looking, kid you not, I said her name out loud, her real name, not the name that you would call someone you didn't know. I knew her because Becky had just given her twins, a boy and a girl, a full ride scholarship to the youth camp in the Sunday before the Mr. Magoo driving experience. She came up and I'm like, I love you so much, Pastor. You're so Christ-like. You're everything to our family. And she's going like this. And she must have read my lips. I go, I said her first and last name. When she realized it was me, she sped on. Her kids still came to camp. She never came back to church. I wanted her to, I was like, I don't care. It made me laugh that you gave me two fickle finger awards, you know. You didn't bother me. I'd have did the same thing on a bad day. Actually, I'd have did it on a praying good day. Come on, how many of you, okay, okay, listen. How many, I would have to say for her, maybe, hopefully. <laughs> that was out of character. How many of you ever seen, now Becky's really nice. I could say Becky is nice 99.9% of the time. Except when you take her parking spot, take a dollar, or it's the day after Thanksgiving shopping spree. You may say, that's out of character for Pastor Becky. Can I say right now, something we will never say about God or Jesus. Ooh, he had a bad day. Jesus, you need a coffee. You need, you need a burrito. You're hanging. God never acts out of character. Now, let me tell you, this is the truth. When I have a breach of character, it's because I have forgotten, let me say it another way, the covenant of God is unclear in my mind. Here comes the test. What is a covenantal test? When something bad happens to you, when something challenging happens to you, when you get a diagnosis, when you get demoted, when you don't get the job, when the money you prayed for doesn't come in, when something doesn't go your way and you are a believer and you prayed about it, what is the first feeling you go to? What is the first thought that you go to? What is the first emotion that we go to? For example, serving God, serving God, serving God, tithing, 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 tithing. You get a flat tire, someone backs into your car, the refrigerator goes out, and you lose your job. 
What is the first thing that you will think about? Now, listen to me. There's only two ways to think. I'm not talking about when your team wins. I'm not talking about when everything is going your way. I'm talking about when life seems to cut you off without a blinker and it's affecting your life. What is your first reaction? Is it to give God two fingers or a praise? Okay, now get this. If my first reaction when something bad happens, evil happens, unfair happens, if I go, God, why? Why did, uh, no, we usually don't go that hardcore if you're the born againer. We go sovereignty, don't we? Lord, why did you allow it to happen? I know you didn't do it and there is a big devil, but why, God? Can I tell you that one question, and I'm not sitting up here saying I've never asked it, always leads to more covenant confusion and breach of my character. Can I tell you right now, when you begin to think of the word character, I want you to think of image. And oh man, how I want it character. I have worked on my character for over 42 years. Name the scriptures. Glad that you asked. How about Romans chapter five? Come on. When perseverance and then trials come, then perseverance come. Let character have its perfect work. How about James chapter one? Oh, why is it in my memory? You know, when a trial, when it doesn't go your way, come. Rejoice. Let character have its perfect work and there it was I was stuck in a covenantal confusion I put myself on a roller coaster of morality where one day if I tie well then the Lord owed me but if I forgot to tie up then he's gonna curse me or if I didn't respond to the woman who gave me a fickle finger blessing two blessings actually then I'm gonna be blessed because people you have to hear something it is not our character that the trial is going to bring out it is something that is foreign to us it is the character of God in Jesus Christ that develops during a hard time are you with me on that can you say amen And we really do believe that. Now, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about uh, becoming like God. Now, in the garden, follow me. In the garden, they had many trees. They had an avocado tree. Can I have a witness? How many of you like guacamole? They had peach trees. I was going to say strawberry trees, but there's none. (laughs) Lemon tree, orange tree. You know, God doesn't name any of them but two trees. They had the tree of life, which they could have ate at all the time, covenant. But then there was a tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which he said, don't eat of that. Because the day you eat of that, you will 
surely die. Now watch me. When we say, know God, become like God, know God, become like God, let's do it this way, relationship, you can't enter into, we can't enter into a relationship with God unless there is a covenant that God kept not only his end of the contract, he kept our end of the contract that Jesus Christ became a man, God became a man. Man, that song we were singing, that he suffered for us, he bled for us, he took our place, then we would know when something bad happens that the first thing that we don't blame God because Jesus Christ already took every sin, every fault. Can I say rarely? It happened when I was a new Christian. I had prayed. I felt like God put it in my heart. I would have a position at the university that I was at. I was a freshman. And I thought for sure God impressed on my mind. And and I just want to say, now, if you've cursed at God, you know, he loves you and he forgives you. Very rarely have I cursed at God, but that was one time I did. And, And I got so mad because I thought, hey, I kept my end of the bargain, but it didn't work the way I thought. And then from that moment on, as he began to love me and show me, no, Jude, you couldn't keep your end of the bargain. I kept your end of the bargain. And because I'm God and I kept my end and I became a man and I kept your end, now you can have my character within you. This is the test right here. Come on, draw a line down the center of a page. Draw a line down the center of your mind. I want you to begin to think about this. When something bad happens, think of all the bad that's happening, the pandemic. You can't fly. You can't get uh, in. Come on, the guy who wants to play in the Australian Open. I don't think it's happened, and it's not going to happen. Then if he's going to blame God, then can I tell you, then guess who gets charged with every evil in our life in history? God. So when there's a war, it's God's fault. When there's a tsunami, it's God's fault. When there's a pandemic, it's God's fault. When something goes wrong, it's God's fault. You know what I asked myself a long time ago? Hey, then what about all the good in your life, Jude? What about when dad did die, God sent your first cousin, sent you to a camp, you begin to uh, discover who Jesus is. What about all the good? And then all of a sudden, well, it's me, it's my family, it's us, it's my faith. Can I tell you? No, that is wrong thinking. That is wrong covenant understanding because a good covenant mind says this, no matter what happened, you know what? If it hadn't been for the Lord, I'd have given up hope, but I know I will dwell in the land of the living. Can you say amen? And now the band's going to come up and I have about four minutes. I want you to think about this. There are two categories of attributes with God. One is his essential attributes. Write that down. And those are qualities that make God God. He's all powerful. He's all knowing. He's all present. Uh, he is immutable. He never changes. So he's not going to overpromise then underdeliver. He's not just trying to get into your life then change who he is. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What makes God God? These essential attributes He does not share with anyone. But then there are the moral attributes, and this is what He shares with wants to share. I should say with all of us. Now write this down. Many people are right. And here we go. I want you to think about this. They're coming up. 
the music's going to play, and I have about three minutes to end what we're doing with the help of God. Now, get this. God's anointing gifts us for certain areas of our life. And I believe every gift, every anointing that a human being has, whether it's teaching, making money, doing business, preaching, no matter what it is, you have an amazing gift. You're a great leader. You're a great leader because you think ahead. You're a great leader because you're willing to serve. You're a great leader because you bring your best. It truly is a gift. It is a gift. Every gift that we have as a human being, I believe is just a little bit of the essential attributes of God. You have a gift to teach. People's life get changed when you use that gift. You know the funny thing about a gift? You don't do anything to deserve it. When people who are godly have a breach or a moment of insanity, and let's say they were so gifted in any area, how could they sin like that? They are so anointed. Because the anointing is a gift. You had nothing to do with for it. You can't fast for the anointing. You can't give for the anointing. It's given unconditional. Now get this. My character is my response to God's morality. I want you to write this down. Anointing is God's gift. Character is my choice. My choice to respond. You know what's interesting? I want to give you four words when it comes to God's morality. We don't like that word anymore, do we? Believe in Jesus and just live any old way you want to. Please don't. Because it will be a sure sign that you will think that God is not for you. And covenant will be confusing to you and others. Here are four qualities that are moral that God wants you and I to have. Number one, he wants us to be holy. Just write that down. He said, I'm holy. I want you to be holy. Darn it, but I'm not. The lady who blessed me that day, I honestly didn't judge her. I started laughing because I thought, oh my goodness. There goes Pastor Jude. (laughs) When he's not on his best day. Can I tell you right now? I want to be holy. Write the next one. Righteousness. We all want power. We all want presence. We all want influence. God wants us to be holy. He wants us to be righteous. Write this third one down. How about love? Would you say our world needs a little bit more love? Well, that will be released when we see God's covenant for us. So let's go through these words. God's holiness, God's righteousness, God's love. And please put this next one down. God's faithfulness. Holy, righteous, love, and faithfulness. Now, do you mind? I'm going to stand up for a minute. He's not going to take the table, though. I'm going to strictly stand up. In that garden, when the original couple's character was intact, they clearly were in a relationship with God. What happened 
to breach their character. Remember, character is when who I am on the inside doesn't match what I do on the outside. They had an enemy that came and questioned, did God say? Whether the covenant is between a man or a woman, remember it's two, zero, two, two, a man shall leave and be joined to his wife and the two will become one. They had an enemy and he said this, did God say? Trying to bring confusion to who God is. I don't know what will happen in 2022. I'm done with 2021. God knows I left 2020 a long time ago. But there is one thing, the reason why I'm praying and fasting, I want to have covenantal clarity. I want to know that God is for me. I want to know my first inclination. God, you know what? I don't understand this. I don't like it. This is painful. However, God, you are good. And I trust you began a good work in me. You're going to complete it to the day of Jesus Christ. Now, listen, they had two trees. And at any moment, Adam could have went and Eve, the first couple ate of the tree of life. That was taken of God. That was partaking of the covenant. What did they do? They went to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So let's begin to talk. What is holiness? Holiness isn't being weird, uptight, unfriendly, where no one likes you. That is just a personality deficiency. Can I say holiness is consistency? Did you hear me? God is holy because God will never act out of character. And so I'm not trying to protect or maintain my character. If you are a person who constantly defends yourself, you are basing your life on your own righteousness and not the righteousness of God. And so can I say right now, what is holiness? It's whatever God defines holiness is. So in the garden, he said, hey, look, eat of any tree but that one tree the knowledge of good and evil don't eat don't don't eat of that and can i say today i believe the reason why we're confused with god and covenant is because now we we have things well i want to live my own truth you know how can this be so wrong when it feels so right well because god said it's wrong that's why and, and we're in a relationship with him. And, and so holiness is being consistent. Righteousness, please get that. I honestly believe this. One of the reasons I'm compelling all of us to bring our scripture with us. We need God to begin to define what's right and wrong in America. I am sorry, we do not need another cultural influencer. We do not need political parties. Look, my family definitely needs help. I need help. What does God say when it comes to righteousness? What is right and what is wrong? And all I know, in 2022, with all the technology, up is still up and down is still down. Light is still light and darkness is still darkness. The last time I checked, murder's wrong, stealing's wrong. Come on. We don't even speak about the Ten Commandments anymore. You would swear that it would be like getting gangrene if we told our children that there are commandments. God didn't give us the commandments to destroy us, but to protect us. Ending, ending, I have to end. I have to end right now. Stand up, my goodness. Holiness, consistency, righteousness. Let God define what your morality is. Come to Encounter Retreat. Maybe we need to allow God to put something 
thing. Hey, knock this off. Okay, for me, don't look at me like I'm all that then some a can of Holy Pringles. I'm coming to the encounter retreat because there's two things. I can't do more than two. I want to do more than two because I'm driven. And then you don't accomplish anything. But there's two things. Number one and number two. How many want to know what those two things are? I ain't telling you. No way. But you know what? He's in a covenant with me. And he said, the good work I began in you, I will complete to the day of Jesus Christ. So I'm simply inviting him in that area. And I'm beginning to say, hey, this is something. Hey, hear me. If God is dealing with something in my life or your life, then that means he's given you the anointing, the unction, and the power and the authority to overcome that area. Oftentimes, when God deals with me, I deflect and go, well, what about this area of Becky's life? He goes, that's none of your business. Peter did the same thing. Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? He goes, what about John? (laughs) Can I say right now, I want God to say, this isn't right. I love you. I have forgiven you. I want you to live differently. And I'm going to give you help and power to live differently. Everyone say love. I want to be more kind. I want to be more considerate. I would like to be more compassionate. How many of you would like someone to do the, be kind to you when you don't deserve it? How many of you would like compassion when you don't deserve it? Let's do another one. How many of you would like patience when you don't deserve it? Then give it and become it. Do not pray for patience. Never. It's the only prayer that's answered 100% of the time. It's like, I am not, I did the first time I ignorantly read James. Oh Lord, I I want patience, give me patience. 50 trials the very next second. It's like, I want to be impatient the rest of my life. (laughs) I want to tap my foot at Starbucks. No, I will never pray this again. You evil warlord Jew. No, come on. How many of you right now, just put your hands like this, we're ending. Lord, help me. God Almighty, I don't want to blame you for anything in my life with the guise of sovereignty. Truly, Lord, much of the evil was myself and the devil. It was my own disobedience or my own lack of thought. And God, I ask you to forgive me. I've allowed the lenses of your covenant to become foggy. Put new lenses on. God, I want character. I am asking you, come and remake your image within me. God, if I'm made in your image and your likeness and you created us male and female in the very image of God, something broke, Lord. Something went wrong. We chose our own definition of what right was and what wrong was. And we've been on that tree ever since. God, I want to call day, day, night, night, up, up, down, down, because that's what you call it. And God, I pray, come in your covenant power, in your covenant relationship, 
In your covenant grace and anointing, create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Then I will teach sinners your way and turn others back to you. God, I want character. I want my insight to be in synchronization with my behavior. God, I don't want to act out of character. God, I want the living personality of Jesus to come in and on and flow out of me. God, where I've been hurt and offended and misjudged, God, forgive me, O Lord, where I presented myself almost in a superior way or a self-righteous way. Lord, I pray forgive me oh God I, I want to be holy I want your righteousness I want love but God I want to be faithful I want to be faithful Lord I want to be faithful to the end I want to be faithful on a good day and a bad day I want to be faithful in the morning and in the evening I want to be faithful when I rise and when I stand oh Lord God even when I'm not faithful you are faithful you cannot deny yourself that is in me oh Lord God, I thank you. You began that image work, oh Lord, in the broken image that tried to get me to think and live a different way. God, I thank you has been remade into the image of Jesus Christ. And Father, I thank you that image is on us in your name. And we believe that we are recreated in the image and the likeness of God Almighty. And we really do believe that. And we believe that today. As we end the service, I want to ask you this question. Really, it, it doesn't matter on a scale of 1 to 10. Let's say your character is an 8. God looks for a 10. He looks for perfection. And there's no human being that's ever achieved that. And the way we enter into getting that character, the inside matching the outside is we enter into a relationship with God. And not just believing in God, but it's where you really say, God, I trust you because I know you're good. Covenant is based, the very basic thought that God is a good God. And can I tell you, you could ask my wife, that's one thing I will not be shaken. God is a good God. But if you want to surrender your life, your heart, your will, your soul to God, you want to enter into that type of relationship, I'm going to count to three. And on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Right now, just raise your hand. Thank you right there, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you in the back. Thank you all the way back there. Thank you. Three people. Everyone say this. Say, Jesus, forgive me. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I enter into a relationship with you for the rest of my life. Let's worship God. We so appreciate you spending time with us. If you'd like to invest into what God is doing through City Church California, you can go to our website, citychurchca.com, and click Give. Thanks again, and we hope to see you at one of our campuses this Sunday.